in-depth and God-filled conversations with some of the brightest names in contemporary Christian music and worship. This is The Artist Interview with Gordon T. And welcome to this week's episode of The Artist Interview. I'm your host, Gordon T, and it's my absolute privilege to talk to some of the brightest people from the world of contemporary Christian music. And this week, we've got a real treat for you. Uh, this lady has some absolutely amazing tracks uh, and a story of chasing after Jesus. I'm really looking forward to bringing her to The Artist Interview right after we hear her first track. The track's by Blanca, and it's called New Day. Because when it's smaller, it's rough, I know you feel you give me more than enough, I, 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 I. So now I'm turning the page, don't see no other way Ain't nothing else I can say Wake up, it's a new day, uh, Wake up, it's a new way, uh, Sunshine on your face, uh, Wake up, it's a new day, uh, And that was New Day by Blanca. Hey Blanca, how you doing? I'm doing good, how are you? I'm very well, thank you so much for coming to join us on The Artist Interview. We play quite a bit of your music here on the station that I work on here in the UK. Um, so hopefully you're known to lots of listeners, but it's also broadcast on stations worldwide. And not everyone's going to know your story for sure. It would be wonderful if you could share a little bit of your story of how you got into music, your background growing up, when you met Jesus, the whole thing really. It's a very open question, but rewind as far back as you would like to go. Um, I would love that. So I... Um grew up I was born in New York and my parents were from Puerto Rico so they moved to New York and had me and then from there we moved to Orlando Florida when I was just a baby so that's where I currently live I live in Orlando Florida and I've been here most of my life and my parents they ended up divorcing when I was very young I was about six years old but through that process I've always had this love for music and dancing and it was something they noticed very early on in my life but going back to my parents they ended up divorcing and I stayed with my mom um, for most of my childhood and I feel like that's I always say that's kind of where the start of like insecurity um, and anxiety kind of set foot in my life because I didn't really understand what was happening with my parents divorce I dealt with things that were super hard for a young girl from abuse to just really not knowing my identity and through that process I didn't know the Lord I I still had this passion for music but kind of felt lost with the cards that life had dealt me and um, the crazy thing uh, in my story is that my dad his journey was a whole other thing he uh, had substance abuse and just was in a really hard place when my parents divorced but he ended up being um, kind of a pivotal piece uh, in my faith journey because he was the first in my immediate family to give his life to the Lord and um, do this complete change in his life. Uh, we had no idea. He kind of experienced it, had a God encounter on his own and um, knew that it was time for him to really turn his life around. So he came and found us in Orlando, asked for forgiveness and his request to my mom was to be a part of our lives again in some form and be able to take us to church with him on the weekend. So I started going to church with my dad. So your dad, he had, he had a substance abuse history, Yeah, had an encounter with Jesus mm -hmm. that was obviously very real, and then came back to your mom. Now your mom at this point, she's not a Christian. She's not. So he's, he, he's coming going, I've had this amazing experience of God. 
So was he was he clean of everything at that point? And yes, it was. We, I mean, I vividly remember really hard moments, you know, through that transition where my dad would, you know, lock himself up in a room and he cleaned himself of any uh, substance abuse that he had and uh, went through programs and um, really took it serious. He was in a a life or death situation and he told the Lord, if you save me from this, I promise to serve you for the rest of my life. Wow! And the Lord did. (laughs) And so um, he took it very serious and ended up, uh, he had a huge passion for music. So he ended up being a Christian salsa singer in uh, back in our home of Puerto Rico, uh, opened a church in the streets where he used to wander, um, you know, uh, homeless or when he was on a, a substance abuse and, um, you know, just became a safe house for the people that he had met along his journey. And they saw such a transition in him and a transformation that they said, whatever this guy is talking about, he doesn't even look like the same person. Uh, we need to check out what he's really about so you would go to his church and you would have you know anyone from uh prostitutes to homeless people to people of those streets it was a really bad town in in puerto rico and he just opened his doors and became you know such a, a safe house for them so it was really beautiful uh and i think that uh ran in in my blood like his love for and passion for music was something that I carried and then as I started going to church with my dad hearing his story and um you know hearing his testimony I I, it became really really real for me too so I ended up giving my life to the Lord at 17 years old Uh, my dad was there with me he had taken me to a play at a local church here and it just uh the stars aligned for me that day I feel like everything you know, that pivotal moment in your life where it just becomes clear what the next steps of your life need to be. And I got plugged into that church and met group one, which is how I started this musical journey was through a group called group one crew. So they're hip hop, aren't they? They were. Yeah. It was three of us that ended up being the face of it. It was two guys that did rapping. And then I was like the singer of the group It was kind of like black eyed peas back then for for Christian music. And, um, but we started from that local church. It was a Bible study for musicians and singers that wanted to get plugged in. And I had, I was a baby Christian. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I just want to find people with, you know, like minds and uh, really get plugged in here. So I ended up going to that Bible study and doing music with them. Next thing you know, God just began to open doors. We started touring all of the U S and, um, got signed to a label out of Nashville. And so that's from then to now, that's how this whole thing started for me that I left the group when I had my first, my, my, my only son um, and became a mom. And so I wanted to take some time off and really figure out what I wanted to do. And I ended up doing a solo career and that's where I'm at now. Wow. Well, that's, that's amazing. And you are, you are clearly very gifted um, with music. The Lord has blessed you with some great talents, but I guess you've worked very hard on them. But what a phenomenal thing to almost sort of walk into meeting those guys and being in a group with, with those musicians, musicians who could actually help you go forwards and God open up more doors. I've got to rewind though to find out. So you're going along to this church with your dad. So, so you're 17 at that point, you say. Um, what did your mum make of it then? If you, I'm, did, I can't, because obviously if she's, was she a Christian at this point or not yet? Or what's her stage play? Yeah, well, 
I think to be clear, like within Spanish culture, I don't know how it is in the UK, but for a lot of us in the Spanish culture, we have this like reverence for God and we would pray at night. Like there was something there, but a personal relationship that I could really say I understood what I was connecting to within my relationship with God came through my dad. I think that's when it really became clear. And I started this personal relationship with Jesus. And I, I think it was, um, it was huge because I, I have an older brother. Uh, and then of course my mom and, and it just began to infiltrate within our, our family. I think we all turned into this direction and knew that we needed something more. So it took a little bit from my mom, you know, and, and then of course she dove in and, <laughs> Um, really committed herself. So it was beautiful to see. And the story continued. I mean, I can go on forever. Like it's been such a journey. Um, my dad ended up passing away. Um, he got cancer. That would, by the time we figured it out, it was all in his body, all over his body. So we took him to the hospital within two weeks he had passed. Uh, so oh, I'm so sorry. That was devastating, you know, to, to finally have him back in our lives and then feel like he was taken away, but God uh, uses everything. That's what I've learned in my life. All, all things that happen in our story, he uses in some way um, to give us strength, to help us uh, persevere, to show us kind of the, the path that's needed, whatever the case is, there's a reason and, and nothing is wasted. And so with my dad's life, I feel you know, the, the promise that God had put over him um, was then passed down to me. And I was able to then, you know, do music and travel the world. And that was something that he would, you know, visions he would see. It's like, I'm going to reach these nations. And um, I think that that promise was continued through my story at this point, you know. So there's definitely been some some hard rock bottom moments for me in, within this journey. Um, but God has been present through it all. Yeah. And I think sometimes, um, sometimes we make mistakes as Christians where we think we're living in a fairy tale. I know it's just like, oh, God sorts everything out easy. You know, uh, oh, if you just trust God enough, then everything's yeah. fine. Um, and clearly with your, with your dad there getting cancer, I, clearly life isn't always like that. It's no bed of roses. And we cling on sometimes to God by our fingernails because we go, God, all I've got right now is you. Everything else is falling away. Um, and so if it's okay for me to ask you about it, Blanca, so I, uh, you, I, you married a guy from in in, in the crew in, uh, and before you went solo and everything there didn't work out as you'd planned and your dreams there were dashed. Can you just tell us a little bit about what happened and where was God in it? So... I'm just going to continue following this story. My dad passes away. I had just gotten married at this point, um, a year after my dad passed. A year after that, my mom uh, gets diagnosed with breast cancer. And then I have a baby. <laughs> I leave a group, like all these huge transitional things. And then my mom ends up passing away as well. And so in the midst of all of that, um, my marriage was falling apart. I, I think now at the place that I find myself in, I'm able to see kind of all of these um, 
con- the, the complex trauma that I experienced since I was very young and having to uh, work through those things, just getting married. I didn't know what I was doing or how to do it properly. And so there was a lot of things that were hard for me to open up and be vulnerable because I felt like I was always in survival. You know what I mean? And, um, and so that was devastating for me to then have my marriage fall apart and end up walking through divorce. But I think due to all the things that I experienced prior to that, losing my parents, I remember clear moments where I would say, I don't think I could do this. If, if I lose my mom, she was really sick at this point. I said, I think I'm going to go crazy. I just, I don't have it in me. I don't have the strength in me. And somehow I would wake up every day. I would show up. I would be present. I would um, have the strength that I needed for that moment to push through. And when I look back, it was just like these beautifully aligned um, memories that I carry now that I feel like were God ordained. If, you know, it, for me, in my story, I feel like I could see his hand kind of walk me through a very tragic time. And so then leading to the divorce, I'm like, God, we've gone through so much already together. Like, you know, I don't know how to navigate this. This is something that I never thought I would experience in my life. And I felt a lot of shame. I felt like, you know, maybe God is disappointed in me. Is Your, your mind goes through all these things of like, trying to comprehend how to not put human characteristics on a, on a, on God. Right. Yeah. Like how can he really handle us with such love when I don't even have that much love for myself? Um, but within that, I call it my, my awakening because my album is called the heartbreak and the healing. And it's, it's that juxtaposition of going through so much pain, but finding like a rebirth. It's like uh, this awakening for me, where even in my relationship with the Lord, even in my own journey as a woman, I felt like I was waking up. I had been asleep for so long. I think I just was numb. I didn't want to feel certain things. And and now here was the Lord peeling back layers and saying, no, we're going to get to the root. Let's go back and, and start uh, kind of things that I've made agreements with. Let's rewrite this story. And I'm going to show you how I've been there. And I'm going to show you that my your story is not done, you know, even though it may feel like it in this moment. And so that's how, you know, God showed up for me. And it's in different forms, right? It's not like I tangibly heard his voice, but it was just through how people showed up in my life at that time, these God connections of not even knowing what was happening. And someone would say, I feel the need to, to do this, or I want to help you with your son. Here's, you know, a, a vacation for you guys to go through. I don't know what it is that you're going through, but I felt led to do this or just like I'd be blown away on how he was caring for my heart in that time. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that we can definitely say about God. He is faithful and he loves us. And um, he, God loves marriage. There's no doubt about that. But also he has a heart of compassion and he reaches out to people, whatever we're going through, wherever we're up to, and is always inviting us to draw close to him. So um, 
Thank you for sharing. I'm sorry. It's a very difficult question, and I feel I, I don't. I don't. I feel slightly mean to spring on you, but you know, no. it, it comes in your music as well. I'm the, your last album was called Shattered, and that was was that 2018, something like yeah, that. Yeah, that was in 2017. 2017. And that was passed in 2016, and so that was the album right after kind of walking through that journey as well. So it feels like a lot. You know, sometimes I'm like, man, people must think I'm just like a mess because all these songs have to deal with kind of these, this broken place. But I've just learned that that's how he uses it for me. It's being able to be vulnerable, being able to talk about these things, even these taboos like going through divorce within church and saying like, I get, I get what you're going through. I know that what you're experiencing is really hard, but let me show you with my own life, you know, like, how he's been there for me through this process and how he showed me that he really loves me regardless of these flaws that, or these things in my life that I would consider to be uh, flaws. You know what I mean? He's using it through my story to then like hold hands with others and be like, let's do this journey of healing together. Yeah. And, and it's a beautiful album. So the heartbreak and the healing uh, came out September 2022. So we're recording this slightly later on the very end of November 2022 for anybody who's listening on, on Catch Up. Um, and it's an absolutely beautiful album, which you've really put your heart into. 13 tracks. Which is your favourite track from the album? Um, I try to give you a taste of some of my favourites throughout this um, programme, but you just listened to New Day. I love that song so much. Uh, I think because that was the moment, like, I feel like this album is almost like diary entries through this process of divorce. Right. And so some of the songs I listen to now and I'm like, I don't really relate to that feeling anymore because God has done so much restoration in my heart. And I have a good relationship with, um, you know, the father of my son. Uh, so some of that pain has been healed, but songs like new day, they remind me of the moment where I started to feel hope again. And I started to sense like, it's, this is a new day. The, the sun's shining on my face. I can feel God's presence in this moment. And I know that my story is not finished. And so when I hear them back, I'm like, it just makes me happy. And, and I hope that it uh, kind of infiltrates in people's lives to have that same emotion. Yeah. And there's, there's so many people going through so many tiring, complicated, heartbreaking awful circumstances but to know that there's a new day each day is a new day and god's mercies and love are there is always an encouragement um yeah. tell us about your son so you've got a son whose name's london which i think is a fabulous name i'm not biased at all but I, but i was born <laughs> I there why. so um so so what, why is your son called london if you don't mind me asking okay well the story behind that is i was going to go to london as a vacation um, in January, I believe it was. And that December I found out I was pregnant and I got so sick with like morning sickness, which really was like all day sickness. I had to cancel the whole trip to London. So I kept saying, I was like, I can't do this. We're going to have to cancel. He's going to be my London because I can't do it. So we would call him my, my London boy. And then when it came to picking his name, I said, I think we have it. It's it's London. That is so cool. he was definitely named after the city. I like I like he it. He owes me a trip though. Um, he I'm gonna remind him as he gets older, like he still owe me a trip to London, so don't forget. Yeah, yeah. How many times have you been to London? 
I've only been once. Okay. So F- favorite place in London? I I mean I don't even know much. I went went to London on a layover, so we had twenty four hours, and I just got to see. So kind fa- of like, favorite place in London would be Heathrow Airport. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I got to see a little bit, like I got to see Big Ben, I got to see the London Eye and uh, the Palace. It, it was like very um, impactful to go there and, and to see kind of the beautiful architecture and everything that you guys, it's so different from Orlando, you know, all we have here is Mickey Mouse Town. So, <laughs> well, well, I hope that London one day will take you up and pay for you to come on a trip to London because uh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised maybe, maybe you might come to London at some point with your music as well we'd like that very much it would be very yes, cool be let's so, throw that into the air let's see if dad can make that happen <laughs> <laughs> yeah I hope he does so uh, we've got another track to play from you and this track is absolutely wonderful track and it's called something better can you tell us the backstory to the track so something better is very much self-explanatory it's a uh, how I've realized, uh, and kind of what I've been mentioning on this interview, that even in our hardship, even in the most um, broken places that we consider of our own lives, that God is in all of it, right? That he has purpose to it, that he hasn't like left us in that, but that he's on the journey with us. And um I've experienced how he's taken a lot of those places and re it's almost like a shattered, you know, vase. And you think of like the Japanese architecture where he's like put those pieces back together and, uh, you know, sealed them with gold and made it something unique and beautiful, even with its scars. And so some, something better is, is explaining that it's saying, you know, he takes every tear and every heartbreak and every prayer, um, and he hears us in it and he turns that pain into something good. I don't know how, but you take all my pain and you turn it into something better. Oh, something better. That's not a tear that you let go to waste. No, you turn it into something better. Oh, something better. was something better from Blanca and I'm very pleased that Blanca is still with us for the artist interview uh, you know what Blanca would be really really great right now if you were happy to pray for listeners oh, I would love to let's pray God we just come before you right now and as we listen to these songs as we hear uh, my personal journey Lord my prayer is that you open the hearts of those that are listening that you infiltrate those places in their hearts that feel broken, that feel lonely, that feel shame, that feel fear and doubt, God, that you show them how you've been with them through all of it and that you're turning those those places, those dark moments, those dark places in their hearts into something better. 
you have a purpose for it all, Lord. And I just pray anyone that's out there listening to this right now who has experienced any type of loss, Lord God, that you comfort them in this season, that you be with them, Lord, and that you in some way, in your uh, miraculous working way, show up in a beautiful manner in this season for them. We pray this all in Jesus' name. We thank you, God, in advance for all you're doing in our lives. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Blanca. Um, so if you're listening at home, you're not sure who this Jesus is that Blanca and I are talking about. Uh, just encourage you, if you're in the UK, get along to www.findachurch.co.uk because there are many thousands of great churches that would love you to know more of God's love. And if you're listening worldwide, one of our partner stations, just contact the studio and ask them, can you recommend a really good church? Because I know they would love to do that for you. Um, and also just say, if you are at the moment in a marriage and you're losing all hope and things are painful and things are hard, I would encourage you maybe um, to be brave and go and talk to someone, uh, try and find maybe some opportunities for counseling, look at some of the ministries that actually can help bring healing and repair to marriage. Um, there's a course called Love After Marriage, um, and I know they've got testimonies of people who are actually well in, down, the, down the divorce route who then came on the course and God was able to actually turn things around. So I just want to say God has a lot of hope and a lot of love for you. Um, but if you're already divorced, I want to say God has a heart of compassion and, you know, he's wanting to set us free from the things that hinder us from knowing more of his love as well. So um, God is kind and faithful. Blanca, before I end up accidentally preaching, uh, it would be great to find out. <laughs> I was like, yes, yes, I'm in agreement. <laughs> it would be great to find out a little bit about what's going on in this next season for you. So your album's just come out uh, and that's an exciting moment. So what are you doing? Oh, we just it's a run up to Christmas as well. So I imagine you're busy, but but what's on your on your table? I am so excited because I have a little bit, you know, a few shows here and there, some one-offs for um, this holiday time. I just released a Christmas song that's in Spanglish for God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen with an amazing artist, artist named Alex Campos. Um, and so that was very exciting. I dropped the record, but I actually get to go on tour here in the U.S. with Danny Goki and Jordan Felice this spring, which I'm so pumped about. Um, we're hitting up a lot of about 31 cities uh, here starting in February. So that'll be great. I have a deluxe version of my album coming out because I didn't put all my songs on there. And I just feel like I should get them all out there and, and have people hear them. So we're going to have a deluxe come out at the beginning of the year. And outside of that, just being a mom to a nine-year-old and enjoying life, being present in what God is doing in this moment has been uh, a beautiful journey. I'm I'm sitting here going, I am a gog. I'm trying to work out how on earth do you do a 31 city tour and have a nine-year-old kid? How do you balance work? And, and home. That sounds so demanding. Yes, that is my, probably my most challenging thing in the moment is um, trying to balance mom, you know, my, my mother life, motherhood, and then uh, artist life. And so I try to be very intentional, very, very intentional. I am, and I'm grateful for my community of friends and family that help support me in this. And so I try to not go more than two weeks without seeing my son. Um, that's like the most I can possibly go. And so um, what I've 
what I try to do is I, I look over all the dates and then we plan, you know, what are some moments that he can come join me out on the road uh, or that I can come home. And I'm very upfront with the tour once we start, like, hey, this is a priority. Um, so outside tour life is very hard because it's kind of like a moment where you don't get to come back home as often as like doing a show, you know, for the weekend in Texas and coming back by Monday. Um, so it's intentionality, a lot of prayer. And again, it's like, it, it's so, I'm not, I, it sounds cliche to say, but I honestly, like when God has called you to something, he takes care of it. And he knows my son by name. I know that he has a plan for his life and has prepared him for this time and this journey. And it's been crazy in moments where I'm like, okay, this is an amazing opportunity, God. This is a tour that we've been praying for and I'm so grateful to be on. Um, but I need your help and guidance on how to move forward. Uh, really uh, intentional with my son. And, and you know how much that means to me and just communicating through that. And um, I had someone called me uh, shortly after receiving the tour and they said, we want to cover um, any expenses in regards to childcare or uh, having your son uh, come out on the road, whatever you need, just know that this organization is here to help you. And so it's in moments like that where you realize like, I have nothing to fear. Even in those moments of worry or panic, I'm like, God's going to take care of this and he's going to be with me on this journey. And so he did it. <laughs> <laughs> he certainly did. That's amazing. That sounds really, really good. Um, and you touched previously on a little bit where you said you thought you might go crazy because things were so, so tough. But also, I guess you're balancing things now, all sorts of different demands. How do you keep yourself with God sort of in the middle of everything and just keep yourself where you know you've got the peace of God upon you? even with all demands of life? Um, I think given the journey that I've been on over the last three years, I've realized the importance of um, that balance and having a community, having a church, having a sisterhood of girls that reach out to me, pray for me, uh, meet with me consistently. Um, I've started therapy and I have uh, an amazing therapist who you know, scientifically can tell me how my brain is working, but also as a woman of God can tell me how God is in the midst of it. And so it's just finding these kind of foundational things that can help you navigate in those moments. Like life is always going to be tough. I know, I, I know that that's not finished for me. Like, it's like, I went through the worst of it and I don't have to worry. It's like, it's a consistent, um, they, it comes in waves. Like sometimes it, you're on a high mountaintop and sometimes you're in a low valley and you got to be prepared for those low valleys by setting foundational things in place that are going to sustain you and show you God's truth, you know, and his kind of, um, that's the biggest thing. It's like the truth behind who he is and who you are in him. And is, is, is there a Bible verse that you sort of hang on to that's like one of your favorites uh my favorite bible verse when i became a believer was uh do not fear it was um joshua 1 9 do not fear do not be afraid for the lord your god is with you wherever you go do not be discouraged and that i i as someone that dealt with severe anxiety and that just was so comforting for me as a new believer 
And then now given kind of the, this place that I find myself in now, uh, I love the scripture that says, uh, count it all joy when you go through these trials, because it's through it that, that God, you know, teaches you something that he uh, gives you perseverance, perseverance and hope. And um, I just find that so interesting that he would say to count it all joy, you know, like, how do you find joy in the midst of hardship? But it, it brings another sense of comfort to me when I have experienced those trials to say, I can count this all joy because I know that there's something in this for me that he has. Yeah. Oh, well, and as your song says about God changing all circumstances, isn't it? He can turn all things to good for those that love him. It's um, it's an encouragement that whatever things we face, uh, God can actually still teach us, bless us, encourage us, and use it in the most extraordinary ways sometimes. Okay. I've got a question about, um, mm, it's all about motivation, but I'm not quite sure that's the right word. I'd like to know this. When, when you get towards the end of your own life and you look back at the things that you have done, what are the key things that you hope will be there? Mm. When I look back on life, I think it's hard. That's tough, right? Cause I'm like, man, what would it, there's these key things of wanting to continue a legacy like my dad that had to do with something bigger than just him. And I really want to connect to that principle of allowing the Lord to use my life for something bigger than just me. Cause there's so much more, so much more, um, that's of importance than just what I deal with on the day to day. And sometimes it's hard to see, but at the end of my life, I hope that I can continue that legacy, um, through my son, through, uh, the people that I've impacted along the way on this journey. And also, um, the biggest thing that I'm kind of falling into, given everything that I've walked through recently is this sense of being present. Um, I hope that at the end of my life, I can look back and say I was present for everything that God was doing in the moment. Um, I tend to live either uh, regretting the past or fearful of the future, but sometimes we miss what God is doing right now by focusing on those things. And so at the end of my life, I, I really hope that I would have mastered more of this concept of being present with what God was doing in my life in the moment and not missing out on it. Cause I was focused on, on the wrong things. Um, yeah. So I hope that's a good answer. I don't know. That was, that's a tough one. It, uh, yeah. I, I've got no idea what I would say to that question. Sorry. I, <laughs> I thought the question, I didn't think of an answer is it's tricky, isn't it? To think what's, what's going to be the things that really you value the most but i think um legacy actually is really important that we've done the things that god gave us and we've passed them on and blessed others along the way i, I don't think um i don't think anyone's going to be disappointed with somebody if they keep aiming to achieve that um it's um it's about following god's nudges sometimes isn't it as well and seeing the doors that he opens and and being faithful with the little i think one of the things when i'm talking with people here i'm often talking to people who have really successful musical careers like yourself and then people might go, but I just live my humdrum life. I just go nine to five to the office. I'm working in a shop or whatever it might be. And yet God still delights in our faithfulness and the things that, that we have in whatever, whatever things we're doing, we can always do them for his glory. 
what, what tips do you have for people who are living uh, a life and they're going, I just don't know mm. what to do for God in the middle of it though? I think we all go through those moments. I would start by saying that, like, there's so much pressure that we put on ourselves in this uh, age of social media and comparison and feeling inadequacy. I think the key, right? Because what I've discovered, it doesn't matter how successful you are. It doesn't matter how much you, you, you're doing, even like people, like you said, you might look at an artist and say, Oh, but they're doing so much with their life. And I'm just here working my nine to five. The root of it all is finding your worth in God to me is what I've discovered is when I can remember whose I am and how he sees me, what he feels about me, that comparison, that feeling of inadequacy and unworthiness, insignificance begins to fade because I remember that I'm a child of God and that my purpose is full in him. And so I think that's the direction I'm leading. Uh, when people ask me things like that, I'm like, let's get to the root of kind of this feeling of not having a significance in life. If you really knew that you were a child of God and that he has a huge purpose for you, no matter where you're at in life, you would um, carry this new level level of confidence. That's a brilliant answer. And, I, and it's something that I always need to, to keep on pressing into myself, knowing that there's, there's more of God for me and his love. I've never reached the end of it. It's always, it's always there. Uh, and, uh, and, and even for me, the, a comparison can be, a, can be a, a real temptation or a real thing. So, and uh, social media, I've had to really limit my use on social media because otherwise it can be something that just sucks my time for a start, but it's, yeah, it's, it can yeah. be, it can be su something that, uh, a tool for good, but can do us so much harm at the same time. And if we can just so root ourselves in just that, exactly say our value to God, how much he treasures us doesn't matter actually what other people necessarily are thinking about us or what we think about ourselves if we keep on just going back to God and hearing his voice it changes the whole way we perceive ourselves so what a great thing to have learned Blanca um thank you I will I will be meditating on that a little bit over the next few days because I'm sure there's goodness for me in it and I hope it's a blessing to other people as well Blanca has there been a time maybe you've been uh, on tour on stage where something's just gone absolutely wrong maybe it's a funny situation uh, and God stepped in and put it right oh yeah I um, recently, I did a show, well, not recently, it's been a few years now, but I did a show in Puerto Rico. I was a special guest and it was at their main uh, Coliseum. So there was about 20,000 people there and I came out to sing and there was stairs on the stage. And as I began to walk down, I tripped and fell in front of everyone. It was like the air got sucked out of the room. But the craziest part of the whole story is the lyrics to what I was singing was, I, <laughs> I trusted in myself and my steps made me fall. <gasps> People must have thought you'd done it on purpose. Is... It was so confusing, but then they realized, oh, we think that was not on purpose. So, Wait, but... were you hurt? I, my pride. <laughs> I was okay. I think it was just the shock of, I can't believe I just said that in front of 20,000 people. But um, it's become a, a great story to tell. Of, yeah. Even That's in our imperfections, we still survive it and we're okay. <laughs> I, 
It's not quite as amazing as your story. I was once baptizing some people uh, and it was really slippy on the bottom of the pool. And rather than mention baptize somebody else, I went straight under and baptized myself. And I was, pre- I was <laughs> preaching afterwards. So I was quite wet, but anyway, it was a funny moment. This is the artist interview with Gordon T. So we've got one more track to play from you. Uh, and it's, it's an absolutely beautiful track again. It's called The Healing. Can you just tell us the backstory to that? Yes. So this song, um, I wanted to create a moment on my album. Like, as you've seen up until this point, I like to be transparent. I like to be authentic with what I'm experiencing in my journey alongside my music. And so this song, uh, I wanted to create a moment that talked about the process. Not, I'm healed, I'm good, um, here's my story. But no, he's healing me. As you're hearing these words and feeling him healing you, he's healing me as well. And this is uh, the journey. This is the process of, of what he's doing in my life. There's a new awakening, a new fire that's beginning to take over my heart. And so um, it just became my anthem. This song is, uh, to me, very powerful in that because it does talk about God's restoration power and redeeming power, but it also shows it in almost like real time, like he's doing this right now in this moment. As you're listening to these words and hearing this song, he's gonna begin to do something in your heart. That was The Healing, and thank you so very much for Blanca for joining us for the artist interview. It's been an absolute joy chatting to her. What a story uh, and what a love for God. And there are many other interviews that you can listen to. Just search up uh, The Artist Interview on your favourite podcast platform. I'm your host, Gordon T, and I look forward to joining you on the next episode. God bless. You've been listening to The Artist Interview, a Hope FM podcast. Find us at hopefm.com forward slash The Artist Interview.